It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I am Andy Zaltzman and you are whoever you want to be. This week, there's been a lot of election stuff to take in around the universe. And following our look back at the Dutch elections yesterday, today we go all back to the very early days of the podcast and issue eight of The Bugle. Here I am with John Oliver in December 2007 in an episode entitled Australians Keep Touching the Queen. Top story this week and it is all change in Australia. The Sydney Morning Herald described Australia's recent election as a political earthquake. And it is important to remember that earthquakes come in different sizes. This particular earthquake was probably enough to knock an ornament off a mantelpiece somewhere. Perhaps cause someone to say, what was that? Or make a dog bark. But it was an earthquake nonetheless. Hold on to your breakfast, world. Australia have voted out John Howard, the undisputed four-time Australian general election champion who now becomes the second of the Iraq War's three biggest cheeses to bite the democratic bullet until it goes bang in his own face. Some commentators said that Howard ran a negative, regressive and pessimistic campaign, which makes his defeat all the more surprising. He was ousted by Kevin Rudd, and the name Kevin Rudd sounds like a mid-level accountant. Kevin, is this stapler tax deductible? Only if you like prison food, Bill. Thanks, Kev. I owe you one again. John Howard will be remembered as a close ally of President Bush and also as the man who controversially put his arm around the Queen. Uh, There was an outcry... That that wasn't him, John. That was uh, Paul Keating. Was that not Howard? Right, we have another fact off. Oh, God. (laughs) This is one all, John. This is one all. Well, let's see. (laughs) Come on, Howard. This is the vengeance we all knew I would get sooner rather than later. Who'd have thought I'd find myself saying, come on, John Howard, touch up my queen? (laughs) Yes! Yes! It was Paul Keating. That is absolute bullshit. Look up Paul Keating and the queen. He's the one that touched her on the arse. (laughs) John Howard had a crack at the queen. That is history. 2-0. 2-0. Wow. Robert Menzies shook the queen. (laughs) That'll come out, the official secret act. That'll come out. 
in about <laughs> 60 years' time. <laughs> well, so it turns right. out they both touched the Queen. What is it with Australian leaders and fondling our monarch? Leave her alone. What is it about our monarch? What is it that she has? What pheromones is she giving off that are attractive to Australian Prime Ministers? Well, they're just red-blooded men, John. <laughs> Who can blame them? Kiss my crown. I got a bit of an insight, John, into the extraordinary popularity of Kevin Rudd when I was in Australia. I was doing uh, shows at the Melbourne Festival, and I would ask the crowd, crowd isn't quite the right word, um, audience, even that's not, maybe jury, that's more numerically appropriate. Uh, who's looking forward to John Howard leaving? And all of them cheered. And I would then ask who's looking forward to Kevin Rudd taking over. And there would be an eerie silence as people slowly realised that democracy is deeply flawed. <laughs> but John Howard was referred to as the US sheriff in Asia-Pacific region. And apparently he was the quickest drawer in the Pacific, especially if you were drawing up reactionary immigration legislation. That leaves only George W. Bush uh, of the War on Terror's Big Three. Blair was bumped off by his own party. Howard taken out by his own people. And John... I think it looks bad for George W. Bush. I think his number's up. I think his reign will soon end, uh, whether it's due to the unstoppable march of time or the 22nd Amendment of the US Constitution. I can't see him lasting much more than another year at most. And his chances of winning the election, I'd put it at 20 to 1. But what's the view in America? Well, I mean, people aren't quite as optimistic as that, Andy. You know, he's already won an election that he lost, so let's not rule him out of suddenly coming out with something incredible here. Could he win an election he's not in? Is the man that good at democracy? He loves America, Andy, and he loves God. And That's who's a... to say that he can't combine those two powers and take this country a third time? But it does seem that Bush is fast becoming a bad King Midas. Everything he touches turns to shit. <laughs> if he was to offer you a job reference, you would not get that job. In fact, Kevin Rudd campaigned successfully on anti-Bush promises, signing Kyoto and withdrawing from Iraq. And in this sense, perhaps Bush can potentially guide the world to a better tomorrow. People often wear these bracelets here which read, What would Jesus do? to help them make good decisions. If all world leaders had what would Bush do bracelets, they could just look down at their wrists in times of crisis, think about it for a second, and then do the opposite. If humanity did the opposite of whatever Bush would do, we could be living in Nirvana by 2010. And maybe this is the best hope for the Middle East. He can make a suggestion, then both Israel and Palestine can look at each other and say, well, let's definitely not do that. And already they're working from a point of agreement. He's not president anymore, Andy. He's an airborne disease. Bear in mind with those bracelets, though, John, that uh, Hansi Cronje, the former South African cricket captain, wore a what-would-Jesus-do bracelet. And evidently the answer to that question is, take illegal bungs and fix matches. Read the Bible, Andy. It's all in there. Old Testament. Now, you, as 21st century listeners to this audio newspaper, probably don't have a very good attention span, so we're going to break up this item on Australia with a fact box. Australia is the most foul-mouthed country in the world. 38.2% of all words said in Australia are rude words or derivatives of rude words. Australia's national motto, No Worries, actually camouflages deep national concern about the environment, social change and a slightly embarrassing history of killing natives and stealing their resources. Australia is swelling by 0.3% per year. If it keeps swelling at this rate by the year 3000, it will have knocked Indonesia clean off the face of the planet. And finally, Australia is not the same place as Austria, but Australia and New Zealand are the same place.
Kevin Rudd unveiled his team for the future to Australia, who then ran through an enormous paper banner and banged heads. Can you, can you clarify that, John? They ran through a painted picture saying Australia's new parliament, banged heads, whooped, and did the worm, the old breakdancing move. Oh, right. Is that a traditional Australian ceremony? Yeah, it's something to do with Aborigines. Rudd is certainly pretty keen on the environment, keen enough that he has appointed as his new uh, environment minister a rock star, uh, the former lead singer of Midnight Oil, Peter Garrett. And I think this shows he's taking it seriously because history has proved that people in the 21st century won't listen to anyone who hasn't had at least two top 20 singles. <laughs> That's true. So this is a very smart move by Rudd. And it's great to see the government's now taking the environment seriously because, you know, for us individuals, as we desperately try to save the environment on our own, it does feel like we're just urinating into a slowly exploding volcano. Yes, it makes us feel better about ourselves. Any piss does. But it's not really helping the overall situation. So we need help from the government to at least fly a crop sprayer over the volcano and look like they're doing something. Um, Kevin Rudd's been described as being a Blair clone. So enjoy that, Australia. Do enjoy that. Thank you for listening. That is 25 episodes of Top Stories you've had now. If you do like it, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts, if you like rating and reviewing stuff. If not, just keep listening and tell random people in the street about it. And don't forget, you can find out more about all the shows in the Bugle Podcast table at thebuglepodcast.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs>